Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by the Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. This will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I really liked. I'd hit a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass. Or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town guards. They have more than 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything. You need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want, every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. We're in with me, Bram. No Marcus, at least up front. He'll probably be joining us in about 15 minutes here. But with me, per usual, my master of all things sound and video, Maxine. How's it going? I am fired up to announce after way too long, the host of the Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game, the lead on the Warriors pre- and post-game coverage of NBC Sports Bay Area, the self-proclaimed king of the Bay Area, a man who read an injury report for the entire city of fucking Philadelphia today, Mr. Bonte Hill. What's going on, Bonte? I was in a good mood. So he came out with that King stuff that Shatsky started. Joe Shatsky, the butcher. And all of a sudden, this turn is spread like a wildfire up in uh, Calisoga. All condolences go out to the families who lost houses up there. But damn, y'all get, y'all get me in trouble with the crown. I'm not like LeBron. I'm not doing this. So I want you to know, Bonte, I tried to head fake you with that. So Bonte hasn't been on with us since we debuted that video, right? And I thought I could put this thing. Dude, I thought I could put that self-proclaimed Bay uh, King of the Bay shit in the intro, but then head fake you with the video. I thought maybe we'd slide it by, and no. You picked up on it immediately, nicely played. I, mean, I don't know. It was Maxime's idea. I don't know why he did that. Maxime, that's on you. Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's, all, it's, it's, it's been far too long. Man. I know we've had some stumbles here. Uh, some game days. It's really tough to get on here. I miss you guys, man. Truly, uh, my favorite podcast, no doubt about it. So, uh, Bram, you're okay. Max Sam, that's my guy. Can't wait for T to jump on. Uh, so, it's great to see where the Warriors Huddle has evolved to. 
Let's videos go. to start the podcast let's go step by step baby let's go you've been, you've been with us since the beginning since we were recording on this like a shoestring so no dude we've gone we've you know really <laughs> upper echelons and i tell you what no bullshit no doubt we top need shelf you we need you today man um cool need your opinion on the gp2 thing i need your predictions we had somebody write in with two questions literally specifically for you so you know, uh -oh. Let's jump in. Um, they, they want radio Bonte or TV Bonte. Which one, I mean, which one cross. They want huddle Bonte. They want the real Bonte. You know what I mean? Uh, and where we're going to start is the uh, the glass half full. And I'll warn both of you boys. I need this safe space. I am in a pissy pissy place with this team. All right. Um, so normally Bonte, this is things we like, don't like, don't limit yourself. We haven't heard from you for a long time. For me, my perspective is it's pretty small. It's the GP2 fucking trade and that Lakers game. And here's where I'm at, man. I don't like how shady as hell the Portland Trailblazers are with their medical information. I cannot stand that. And then after the Lakers game, and you know, again, safe place, help me through this. But I don't like that when the opposing team announces their best player is sitting, I start thinking the Warriors are going to lose the fucking game. I don't like that when we go into a fourth quarter and the Warriors are up, I now start like getting nervous and my butthole puckers up and I think they're going to lose. And the thing I don't like the most, man, is my reaction to it. Bonte, you and I, we've been watching this damn team forever. I watched them be awful, yeah. 19 win seasons. But then when I expected them to lose, there was like a lovable loser component to it. You know, you could laugh. It was like a romantic comedy. Right. Who gave a shit? Now it's like watching James Bond lose. You know, I have all these expectations and then they just throw it away and it's, I've been in an angry place, right? So I don't know. Maybe you guys will help me through it. But there's my quick I don't likes from the uh, the glass half full. What do you guys got? Yeah, I, you know, let's start with the Lakers game. I'll, I'll get to GP2 in a second. Um, the Lakers game was disappointing. And I could feel it in the stadium where I chased it, excuse me, in the arena that it was a bad vibe. And no LeBron James, I was like, look, it doesn't matter. The Warriors don't play well consistently enough to look overlook the L.A. Lakers. They're not playing good basketball at all. I mean, the record is what it is, right? They're a 500 basketball team, and that's how they played. How many double-digit leads have they blown now? Nine, ten? I've lost count. Um, and a lot of those games have been blown with your core guys down the stretch. The core guys have turned it over. The core guys has missed shots. And that's been the most frustrating aspect of everything. In the juice in the arena. From the GP2 trade, I feel, with the unknowns about what was going to happen. Are the Warriors going to complete the trade? Are they going to rescind it to possibly bring James Weissman back, which have been an entirely different type of circus? Uh, I don't know if that would ever happen, and it didn't happen, of course. But it was just a weird vibe Saturday where people felt mentally exhausted. And the team looked mentally exhausted for this part. I know Jordan Poole did his best security team in the fourth quarter with the first 17 points of that fourth quarter. Then it just Clay was cold. Who and look, Clay was due for it off night. He's been spectacular since the calendar flipped from 2022 to 2023. Draymond Green, I think, for the most part, has played really good basketball. And Andrew Wiggins, that's you know, that's been a disappointment yeah. once he's come back from his injury. The right inductor strain before that, he was shooting 45% from three, 51% from the floor. He was going back to the all-star game with the way he was playing, right. and then boom, 15 games. We don't know what the sickness is. He gets sick again. He misses more games. And now he's shooting like, what, 20% from three, it feels like. So uh, <laughs> all that stuff happening. And I, I, I get it, Bram. It's, you never know. Like tonight, right? We think 
We think the Warriors are going to beat the Wizards. Oh, they're going to slap the Wizards. Who in their right mind as a Warrior fan right now would overlook the Washington Wizards? All right? right. Who who would? I mean, they lost to the Suns G League team. I don't want that's too mean because Damian Lee's a champion. But you, no Paul, no Aiton, no Booker, no Cam Johnson. And they were still up 25 in that basketball game. So I don't know what team we're going to get on a night-to-night basis. And that's been the most frustrating frustrating aspect of the season so far. And then the Gary Payton, the second trade. Man, it's good to have GP2 back, but it feels like some fans are parading around like he was the finals MVP. He played 17 minutes a night. He was a very good role player for this basketball team. I thought he played really good in spots. Now, mind you, he didn't play in the Memphis series, really, because Dylan Brooks wanted to be a goon and knock him out of the series, nearly knocked him out of the playoffs, and he didn't play in the Dallas series. So you get GP2 back, which is fine, but I just watched Kevin Durant go to Phoenix. Watch Kyrie Irving get shipped off to Dallas, and they look good. You know, I let's see the Clippers get better. I see Memphis even slightly get better with Luke Kennard. That's not a bad player for the Memphis Grizzlies. They need shooting. Denver, although they gave up Bones Highland, they picked up Thomas Bryant. The Lakers, we saw the new look Lakers even got better. So is GP2 enough to get better than those top five, top six, top seven teams of the Western Conference? I have no idea. Because when I saw from GP2 last Wednesday in that game for the Blazers, he didn't look like GP2. I didn't see him picking up Jordan Poole at 94 feet. And I thought... During the game, and I said it on my show the next day, it looks a little skinny. looks frail. looks like something's up with them. What is going on with Gary Payton II? And then you look at the physical, he fails it, and the Warriors Warriors announce he's going to get reevaluated in a month. So now I watch my team trade for a guy who can't help them for a month. I need somebody right now. What the hell is Steph Curry coming back? So, look, man, uh, you're freaking out. Uh, During a Warriors game, it's definitely warranted. You never know what you're going to get out of them. And it's just, it's look, for content purposes, it's been awesome, right? There's a, a slew of stories you can talk about when it comes to this Warriors team. But, man, I, like, is this the ending? Is this is how it's going to go down? I hope not. So hopefully they have another run on. But I, I don't blame you for freaking out, on a, uh, freaking out on a game-by-game basis. Dude, it's that question, you know, is this the end? That's the thing I don't like the most. And let's tie it into the GP2 trade, right? When it's mm. first announced, and we're going to go into whether or not they should have avoided it and all of that. When it's first announced, I'm on board for it. But really what I'm on board for, we're underlining the core. You know, that like, look, we, we believe in who the fuck this team is. Run it back. Right. We'll be fine. We don't need anything else. You know, we just need to solidify these portions and off we go. Not like they played a lot of games since then. I'm just looking at the Lakers loss. But the thing I don't like, Bonte, is right. that that confidence that's finally starting to be shook yeah. a little bit. You know, that like, well, maybe yeah. we aren't those guys. Maybe we can't do it. And it's, I understand that Steph is hurt. I understand what they're going through. But can we just take a game serious? Can we show the fuck up and actually yeah. play 48 minutes one time? And that Laker team uh, was dog shit. And they, not only were they wow. bad, they have no continuity. They haven't been playing with one another. It was a bunch of new guys, and they they still beat us. Maxime, where are you on this? Hey, to be fair, D'Angelo Russell's just coming back home. You know, he used to be a Laker. He gets it. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm 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 in a bad place. Look, I think I just want to underscore a little bit of what Bonte said, and I'll try to be quick about it. Twelve of forty-four from three is not going to win a game for the mm. Warriors. That's not a good situation to be in. On top of that. Wiggins is our mid-range weapon. That's the only one we got. That used to be KD. Before that, maybe Harrison Barnes. We don't have that right now because Wiggins isn't performing. Mm-hmm. Sure, you get some loony rebounds around the rim, but nothing great. And meanwhile, we don't actually have a lob threat like we used to have with JaVale, so that's gone as well. On the defensive end, our primary defender used to be Clay Thompson before the injury. Now, we don't really have anybody. I was excited for GP2 to fill that role, but 
We're not going to get that maybe till the end of the season or the beginning of the postseason. So you start to deconstruct a lot of the things that made the Warriors fantastic, and now we're getting the script flipped on us. We have teams coming back from down, which is what we used to do, and that's an indication right. that you know that that these other teams are more competent than us. So I don't know. I'm I'm freaking out because I I don't want to be a team that only relies on outside shooting. Um, obviously Jordan right. Poole is crafty around the whim. So is Steph Curry. But like, you know, if one of those guys is out right now, that doesn't leave us a lot of options left to win games. And so, you know, I'm almost not surprised that we're losing him in the end, but it's making me feel pretty nervous when we're ninth in the West right now. Wow. I wow. I got prediction questions for you, Monte. We're going to see how optimistic you're right. currently feeling. Um, but <laughs> I mean, right now, because we haven't heard from you for a while, man. Maxim's you know? right on the money. Maxime was right on the money, man. He's right on the money with the with the with the mid range game. We'll plug to the paint, and some of the numbers is just staggering. Like you look at Portland, right? Actually, shot the ball really well in Portland. Actually, won the points off a turnover battle, and yet you look and say, "Oh wait, they're minus twenty two from the free throw line." Oh wait, they're minus twenty plus from and when it comes to points to the paint. Like what is going on? You're up four with about five minutes to change left. And Portland goes on a 15-5 run because we can't run a set. We're passing up layups. You're breaking threes. He's right, man. It's just the free throw discrepancy is probably the most bothersome for me because you can't call, you can't cry about fouls if you don't drive in and go to the rack. If mm. you're jacking up threes like they do, and they're number one, number one in the NBA when it comes to three-point attempts and three-point makes, I get all that. They're a dynamic three-point team. But this is where Jonathan Kaminga is needs to play. Jonathan Kaminga only yep. playing 13 minutes in what, 42 seconds in that Laker game? That's not good enough for me. He wasn't in foul trouble. You got to let the kid play through his mistakes. And that's been my biggest beef with Steve Curtis here, who I think is a damn good coach, a great coach, one of the top 15 in the NBA, no doubt about it. But the management of the youngsters this season, the Warriors may be 28 and 28 with the youngsters playing 20 minutes a game for the first 20. But at least let's see it. Let them play through the mistakes because these guys can get easy buckets. And one thing about Wiseman, and Twitter will tell you Wiseman is Anthony Bennett. I don't believe that whatsoever. Yeah. Yep. Offensively, talking to scouts, talking to other teams, they're like, man, the guy has unlimited offensive potential. Why not play to his strengths Absolutely. instead of saying, hey, I need you to screen. I need you to be Andrew Bogut. I need you to be Zaza. I need you to be – no, 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 no. Let James be James, but simplify the game for him. And we've seen that a little bit with Jonathan Kaminga. But what worries me about Kaminga now is Gary Payton seconds back. Steve Kerr has a little patience for young kids. And the minute he makes a mistake, oh, yeah, 10 minutes, 13 minutes, 12 minutes. On this team, they need somebody to go to the basket that can draw fouls and get to the free throw line. Kaminga needs to play. Like, he needs to play. I just don't get it. It's, that's the most mind got by mind-boggling, excuse me, aspect of this whole entire season. You had to play with the youngsters. Ten games in, abort mission, screw the plan. We got to go win now. They're not going to get plays. They're not going to get playing time. Like, what? What is going on here? When they should have known it. Uh, let's see. Let's start with the most important thing. I think it's weird that you didn't say that I was right on the money and only Maxime. I mean, I feel like I had some great takes. And I, I mean, it was okay. Yeah, not, you were, you're you're right. Right. Didn't yeah. even get a fucking eyebrow raise. Yeah, I, I thought I was on fire. Hey, listen, 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 man. I, I, I don't even think my AirPods picked you up, man. Weird. I think the weird. Wi-Fi I mean, you know, whatever. So. You have a lot of opportunities to say I'm right down the line here. Um, <laughs> I thought that you guys, you and Joe, did a just fucking yeah. dynamite interview with Kawakami the other day. Um, what was that last Friday? Um, and he said a lot of things that stuck with last me. Last Thursday, yeah, last Thursday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And one of the things that Kawakami said that, that stuck in my mind is, look, players, or I'm sorry, coaches lie, GMs lie, but you know what doesn't? Playing time. Playing time does not lie. Yep. So you can, 
They can say that we believe in wise men. They can say that, you know, it's just a matter of time. But when you actually look on the sheet and he's getting no time, they don't believe in him. So if that was always like, you know, Kerr knew he wasn't a developing coach. They knew, you know, what mm -hmm. this system was going to allow. If this entire time they knew that they weren't going to be able to develop these guys, trade that fucking pick. You know, you didn't need to make a selection yeah. at the two spot, but spilt milk, right? Let's go to a more right. recent right. decision. Okay. Here is our golden questions. We need you. Yeah. And here's the first quote. Did the Warriors handle the GP2 Wiseman situation the right way? So let's set it up. And then I want to I want to see what you would have done. Okay. So the front part, okay. we all know four team trade. Detroit gets Wiseman. Hawks get Sadiq Bay. Portland gets five second rounders. The Warriors get GP2. And then the plot fucking thickens, right? We Everyone was happy. We all celebrated. Then out it comes that GP2 did not pass his physical. Um, he was dealing with abdominal problems, went through a surgery in the offseason, hadn't played at all for Portland. But at least during the negotiations, it seemed like he was healthy. In fact, GP2 started the game against uh, the Warriors right before. And then during the physical, his abdominal problem is still going. He may need as much as three months to play. And there's reports, just reports, that uh, he was taking Toradol shots, which is a big boy painkiller, just to get through games. And when Portland was asked about that, the distinction they made wasn't that he didn't get Toradol, is that they were pills, not injections. And so the Warriors had a chance mm -hmm. to bang the whole trade. They could have, you know, they could have rescinded it. Wiseman comes back and we go along, uh, you know, business as usual. They didn't do that. They decided to go forward. So. Bonte, if that was you, you get a call from Myers. Like, dude, I don't know. I don't know what the hell to do here. This is awkward as shit. What would you have told them? You know, should they should they have rescinded the deal? Should they have welcomed Wiseman back? How do you handle this? Yeah, I, I think you tell Bob, look, man, the writing's on the wall with James Wiseman. You just got to let him go. It, what, what's the point of him sitting on the bench and not getting any, any playing time? I mean, listen. This guy, I, I, he needs to play. James Wiseman needs to play. Missing all the last season, you know, after getting hurt during his rookie season, which I don't think he was that bad. I mean, the plus-minus numbers is all out of control, and I get all that. But plus-minus to me is one of the most overrated stats yeah. in the world. Yeah. I'm probably going to be a plus if I play alongside Stephen Curry. I get they were minuses with Stephen Curry, but it's not just James Wiseman. There's other guys on the floor, too. You, you're successful with what's around you, so – um, I would have I would have gone through the deal. You had to. Steph Curry was hyped about it. You see his Instagram stories. Um, he heard Draymond Green on the podcast. And all of a sudden, you rescind the trade and say, "Hey, James Wiseman, come on back into the locker room, buddy." That would have been a very awkward situation. Knowing that the veterans didn't want you, knowing that the head coach doesn't want to play you, and knowing that the front office is giving up on you, and all of a sudden you're young James Wiseman flying. First class in Detroit thinking, man, I'm about to see Bits, man. Motown, Little Caesar Arena, new start. We're not going anywhere. No expectations. Just go up there and run up and down and play through my mistakes. So I I, I would have told Bob Myers, look, man, you don't want to make an awkward situation even more awkward. Just keep the deal. Work with GP2. Maybe Wiseman is an addition by subtraction. If you make the playoffs, you got Gary Payton the second to unleash him on the Kyrie Irving, hopefully, or Luka Doncic, whatever superstar you're going to have to play in the playoffs. So I would have had to go through the deal. Bob, keep the deal. You can't rescind it at this point. I, to no one's surprise, agree with you. Um, and I'm going to go again to no one's surprise with a super random ass analogy. Um, 
Um, do you guys remember that movie, Goodwill Hunting? Way back, you know, uh-huh. Matt Damon, mm-hmm. Mini Driver, and there's a, there's a scene in Goodwill Hunting. What's up, MT? Uh, what up, what up, fellas? Great to see you. We welcome you in. We're talking about the Wiseman GP2 scenario and whether or not the Warriors should have allowed the trade or bang it. Um, and I was just saying, if you guys remember that movie, Goodwill Hunting, and there's a scene in there where he seemingly is breaking up with Mini Driver. She asks, you know, all you have to do is tell me you don't love me and I'll fall away forever. And he screams, I don't love you. In fact, I think we got the scene uh, right here. You say that you don't love me. <laughs> because if you say that, then I won't call you. And I won't be in your life. <laughs> I don't love you. Oh. And here's why I'm playing that. You can go ahead and take that down. I there are things you can do within a relationship, Bonte. Things that you can never fucking take back. Things where that relationship is done forever. And that movie ends with him driving to uh to Palo Alto to go save her. I think he gets there and she tells him to go fuck himself because of what he did. That's what the Warriors did with Wiseman. They looked him in the eyes and told him, We don't love you. So at the end of the day, yeah. you couldn't be like, oh, actually we did. You know, that was a fantasy trade and we tried to press decline, but accidentally pressed, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was a done deal. They, they, what was their choice? They, like as much as um, I'm yeah. furious about this and as unacceptable as it is and Portland should be punished, I don't think there was a fucking option. I think they had to do this. Um but what do you boys think? Maxime, MT, did they yeah. handle this the right way? Well, I'll just jump in quick because I think it, originally I had the same outrage that you and uh, it seems like the majority of the Warriors fan base seemed to, to justifiably have. Um, but I just read John Hollinger, right, who used to be a GM in the league, and even though he's not right now, I absolutely trust his perspective on it, right? And he basically said, in trades, teams are required to disclose any injuries a player may have had. They are not technically required to disclose how those injuries have been treated. As a result, I'm not sure if any complaints about Toradol pills will get much traction. So that's on one end. And on the other Mm. hand, if I'm Bob Myers, I'm still going forward with trying to make every attempt to get something out of it. But then in that same article, and this is on The Athletic, right, John Hollinger was reminding me of the Jeff Green situation with OKC where some undisclosed information led to a pretty serious heart um, condition that almost, you know, ended his career and they were awarded a second round pick, right? So that's like, there's no way that this is more egregious than the Jeff Green and OKC situation, which means at best we're getting a second <laughs> round pick. And when you have that context, like I'm not so sure that it was worth even this weekend's worth of heartache, right? And this back and forth, like the poor yeah. kid was stressing out, I'm sure. Gary Payton was already in our locker room. So like, you know, the appearances are that we're still, that we're bringing this, hap- you know, this trade is happening anyways. So, you know, just to provide a little bit of context, because now I'm like, yeah, okay, Maybe there's not much to this and we just need to move on and stop rubbing our hands about it. John Hollinger can go fuck himself. I say <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing back on that absolutely. And I'll tell you the thing that, that struck me. Peyton started one game, one game in his fucking Portland Trailblazer career. You know what game that was? When he played us right before he was fucking traded to us. You know, I mean, maybe that was happenstance. Maybe, maybe it was. Or maybe. <laughs> Josh Hart know, got they, traded right before tip-off, remember? Josh yeah, Hart got, t- got traded during the layup line. And warm up. So they had to go to GP2. And look, GP2, you go back and watch the game and tell me GP2 looked like GP2. Oh, I didn't see the same guy who was impactful for the go to State Warriors. I was expecting him to lock up Jordan Poole 94 feet, make make his life a living hell. And Jordan Poole ended up dropping 38 in that game. All right. Jordan Poole had his way. No resistance from anybody. I didn't notice GP2 
So just based off of that, I'm thinking, boy, do the Warriors know something I don't? I mean, he just didn't look the same after missing the first 35 games this season. Now, there are rumors that, look, he didn't want to get out. He didn't want to play in Portland anymore. He wanted to be a dub. He, he never really wanted to leave, but he had to take that money. You're a G-League guy for your entire career. You play with the dubs, and all of a sudden you get offered that type of cash. You got to take it. Nobody blames him for that. So I, I don't know, man. This is – you hope that he could get back to the form he was at last year. But damn, like, one start against the Warriors. That's wild. This is absolutely wild. MT, we're going to go to you, but you should know before you answer on at least five occasions, Bonte has said my take was on the money. I'm just on fire today. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, he is on fire. I got to say, Brent, Brent, no, you know what? All jokes aside, Brent's on fire. He, he's been on this game, man. I mean, me and T, I'm so impressed. They got video intro now. We're playing videos <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. What the hell is going on? Where's Huddle, man? I haven't been on this show in months. That's how we Damn, know. y'all look came up, man. Where's the sponsorship? <laughs> Next thing you know, it's going to be sponsored all over the place. Damn. <laughs> I think they handled it as best as they could. Um, I agree. I don't want to hear anything John Hollinger has to say about that. The maintenance of an injury to me shouldn't be like taken out of consideration. If he was getting Toradol shots, like that's a big deal. Um, so, but you know, pills, pills, yeah, pills. Um, uh, but I, I think. <laughs> The part that makes me feel like they didn't handle it correctly, too, is you have to wonder if if we would have known that, would we have kept Sadiq Bey? Would we have gone after somebody else? Like, there's a ripple effect to that, right? Like, GP2 knows our system, and Bob Myers said that. We needed somebody who, you know, our system is tough, and GP2 can fit in seamlessly. Maybe he didn't do as well in Portland because – a lot of players leave the Warriors system, and when you don't have the attention of, you know, Steph and Clay and Wiggins counting you and you're just running down the baseline for a dunk, you know, like that's a good role for GP2, but he didn't have that in Portland. But, you know, like you have to ask yourself, if, if we had known that, do we go after another player and do or do we keep, you know, somebody who we trade like Sadiq Bey or do we keep all five of our second-round picks for some – God awful OKC reason. Man, I, I think those are all fair fucking questions. And it's one of the reasons why they need to disclose the health information before you complete a trade. It is what it is. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I tell you what, boys, I'm going to be selfish here. So, Bonte, I've got a judgment theater that I, I'm so excited to ask you about. All right. So I got to usher this through the rest of this because I know you got other things going on today. So the first thing I'm going to do, I've got some buyout questions, but I'll save that for us three. Instead, I'm going right to your predictions. So this person wrote in, quote, this season has been impossible to anticipate, and I need Bonte's award-winning predictions. Let me go ahead and stop. I don't know if Bonte <laughs> won any fucking awards. I don't, I'm just going to say been, I don't think that's happening. I've been terrible this season. Yeah, okay. Oh, I've been terrible the last six months, man. I, <laughs> so Brock whoever, Purdy became the, a star quarterback. I never saw that coming. Our prediction has <laughs> been awful, but – Continue. <laughs> Please ask Mr. Hill to be optimistic and answer these questions. All right. So the way I'm assuming th- this person means by optimistic, assume best case. Assume GP2 comes back right. earlier than, than we thought. Steph comes back. We get whatever buyout player we think is the best. It's the best version of events between now and uh, the end of the season. Question number one, will the Warriors make the playoffs? <sighs> Shit, just yes, they will make the playoffs. Let's go. They will make the playoffs. It, it's they'll make the playoffs. They can't. They can't possibly miss the playoffs. I'm gonna be objective here. They'll figure out a way. Uh, the Dubs they got championship pedigree, man. They're not gonna go like that. Now the schedule's up and down, but the rest of the Western Conference has been up and down. So I got them at least being a stick seed in the West. The the people in my life whose opinions I really need on this all went through a very similar analysis that you just did. They do the yep. They're gonna make it. Are they gonna make it? They're gonna make it. You know, like I'm. I'm watching. I'm watching both voices. I mean, I, it's hella hard. Not, How can we honestly, get on them? Honestly, that. honestly, to, dude, I, I honestly don't know. At this point, I honestly don't know. What's Steph coming back? You know what I'm saying? Steph, we don't know if he's coming back in a week. You know, I don't think he's coming back in a week. When's Steph coming back? GP 2s out at least a month. Knock on wood for everybody else staying healthy. Is Wiggins going to return to form? Honestly, I have no freaking idea if they're going to make the playoffs. I'm I'm, I'm going to say yes because I'm, you know, kind of a homer, but damn, I really don't know, man. They're 48-48. Dude, I try to be the biggest homer possible behind this microphone, and I have no idea. I have no idea, Monte. This whole thing just stresses me the fuck out. If they do make it, I heard you. We're not positive. If they do make it, what seed? They do make it. I got them at the six, six or seven seed, which would mean they're going to play in the playing game, win the playing game, which is fine. I actually want them to be the seven seed so they could play Memphis in the first round. And to me, that's a five or six game series. They'll smoke Memphis. Memphis are frauds. I think everybody's positioning themselves at some point of them like, oh, we would love to see Memphis in the first round. Or if Sacramento retains that three spot, which I don't think is going to happen. I think Sacramento's about to fade. They're in for a rude awakening. The beam won't be lit up as much as it was uh, the first half of the season. 
being six or seven would be advantageous for to go to State Warriors in the playoffs to get through the first round. And they're a team that doesn't need home court advantage. Still a game on the road, even though the road record is atrocious this season. I truly believe in a playoff scenario, they could still one of the first two games on the road and then protect home court. So I got about to six or seven seed this season. Yeah, I got them seventh. Um, final question. This was going to be, do you think they're going to win a title? I'm going to switch that. I'm going to go back to an old one. All right. You got to bet something significant. You know, mortgage payment, something big. You have to bet it on one yeah, of two things. The Warriors oh. either uh, lose in the first round or they make it to the finals. Which would you bet on? Losing in the first round this year. Yeah. Losing in the first. <laughs> I, I, a finals round to be KD's in Phoenix, man. I, I, Kyrie's in Dallas. He's a Warriors killer. The Clippers are too deep in every position. Now, they say they need a point guard, and they're, they're advocating for Russell Westbrook, which is hilarious to me, but um, Denver's a lot better. I think Denver's KCP, Bruce Brown, coming off that bench, a young man from Kansas, the other Brown, a white kid from Kansas, like he's legit. Um, they play their roles really well. Aaron Gordon is bought into the system. He's having his best season ever. And Jamal Murray looks like he's starting to come back from that ACL injury, so I, I got him losing in the first. I, if I had to bet, I'd bet on him losing in the first round. And then next thing you know, who knows what the hell is going to happen in this offseason with the Dubs if they do lose in the first round. If they happen to make the finals, Bully said this the other day, you may have to script out a Disney movie if they make it to the finals. This would be a miraculous turnaround this season. It'd be 28-28, and no Steph right now. Yeah, I'm betting on the first round, boys. Sorry. Maybe we can Sorry, Dub Nation. Can we send Steph to Portland's uh, medical staff and they can just clear him to play right now? Is that cool? Do they have more territory shots or what do we do? I'll lead out with love. <laughs> Our judgment theater. All right. And I've been waiting to fucking talk to you about this for hell long. Here's, a, here's the judgment theater. Quote, Fonte did the unthinkable and sported Niner gear in the lion's den that was Philadelphia. Would you ever wear your mm. team's gear to an opposing arena. So it's going to go to us three. We'll all guess whether or not we'd have all the right. heart to throw that on yep. and go out there. Just quickly, dude, because I heard you talk about it. You know, I, I listened to you on the morning roast. I know you described it. Yeah. How shady was that? Did you ever literally fear that there might be a fucking fight or was it all just people passive aggressive shit talking? No, I never feared that it was going to be a fight because um, I don't think they would try to be like that, to be honest with you, but <laughs> it was getting close. Like, it was, you know, because I stopped a couple times and looked at some of these dudes. Hey, man, it's just a game. It's just a game. It's like, oh, okay. I thought so, but it's okay for you to double bird me and MF me and homophobic slurs and race. Like, you guys saw the video of uh, me walking through there. That was the minor stuff. That wasn't even the major league. Like, some dude said, he was like, what part of Camden are you from? Now, I had no idea what that meant. Well, I looked, find out. I watched this piece on Hosanna Reddick yesterday. And there's a barber in Camden, New Jersey. He's like, look, man, you're born on welfare checks here in Camden, New Jersey. Nobody makes it out of here. Straight poverty. So I'm like, it was nasty. I mean, it was the nastiest thing I've ever experienced at a sporting event. And I'm trash talk. You want to say the Niners suck and you really think you're going to make That's all fine and dandy. When you start saying MF and, you know, suck this and suck that, it's like, all right, that's enough, man. So they're, you know, they got what they deserved yesterday during the Super Bowl. And we're going to troll and we're going to clown all summer long. It felt good to watch them lose that Super Bowl. And, and somebody said that some comedian named Ryan Davis goes, I don't think I would have been this happy if the Niners won the Super Bowl. I was ecstatic <laughs> when they lost. And we trolled them all day long. So, look, it's all good to your home team's jersey. Like, that was the thing. They tried to scare every Niner fan saying, oh, you're going to die if you wear your jersey there. 
According to the game, I'm going to root for my team. If I can't wear my Niners hat or my Warriors hat to an arena, come on, man. That's that's ridiculous. So, fellas, you guys, wear your Warriors gear proudly. Shasky did it game four, game three and four in Boston by himself in the nosebleeds, and he came out alive. If Shasky can come out alive, I think you guys will be fine. Shashi has huge heart. We're going to ask whether or not we would do that first. Real quick shout out and props to you from Ron, our mutual friend, uh, Marcus's friend as well. We were talking about this at the Super Bowl party literally just yesterday. And he said, yeah, I saw the video and they were throwing beer on Bonte and Shasky. And there's a pause. And then he goes, fuck that. It's like, fuck that. Those jerseys are hell of expensive. They should not be throwing shit. You need to tell Bonte if I need to go out there and watch him, I definitely will. You know, so if you need, if you need a bodyguard, apparently yeah, I mean, look, is ready to roll. He's concerned about your dry cleaning bill. Look, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dry cleaning bill is high, right? It, it was high. I, I actually see, you know, it's funny. I stopped at the cleaner today. I didn't have my wallet. I wasn't risking them having Apple Pay or whatnot. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of broke right now. I'm going to just leave the stuff in the cleaners. I drove right back to the house, too. It's like 10 minutes away. It's like, I don't even want to spend that money right now. Uh, since I'm already depressed. It's Valentine's Day. You know what I'm saying? The Warriors are 500 right now. I mean, it was nasty out there. It was a hell of an experience. I'll tell you what. It's actually kind of cool that Shaska and I have managed to piss off an entire city. We did that in Dallas. We've done that in Philadelphia now. I don't think I can ever go back to Philadelphia. That's how bad it is. But you know what? It is what it is. It was worth every penny or every penny that I didn't spend. Shut up, Boxer Gerson. As if I didn't hear you fucking (laughs) cry Eagles cry today to a fucking morning audience. So I don't think you're taking it too hard. But we digress. Shout out to Ron, too. And shout out to Ron, too. Shout out to Ron, too. It's been a while. I can't wait to talk to him. He just right now (laughs) fist pumped in his car. But take it through us, boys, and start with me. All right? So it's an opposing arena. Yo, my favorite team is playing. Let's say it's an ugly crowd. Would I wear uh, my team's jersey to their arena? Thousand percent. Thousand percent. No, you guys are confusing me. I say thousand percent. No. What are you? What are you saying, Marcus? I'm saying thousand percent. Yes, but not a jersey. I think you just wear a hat. Bonte. Yeah. I'm going all out, man. I'm going all out. I'm talking about me. I'm all what out, man. What are you gonna... would, I, would I go out oh, there? Oh, yeah. Man? Sorry. I, I got that. Yeah, I, was, I just put my – I had a Philly flashback. We know you did No, nah, Brad, you, you got a – You know what, Brad? You know what, Brad? You're from Oakland, man. You went to Skyline High School. All right? You got heart. You wear your hat and you wear your Warriors pull up, pullover jacket or the warm-up jacket that, with that old-school Warrior script. And you wear it oh. proudly, my man. You go out there and root for your team. They make a basket. You fist pump. You yeah. You high five Maxine. You look at MT say, hell yeah. You wear your stuff. Don't wear just the hat. Wear your Stephen Curry jersey. Wear your bullet jersey. And wear the jacket. Nobody's going to bother Brad. Oaktown in the house, man. Can we look to see if hell's frozen over? Did Bonte just fucking support me, dude? Like, I don't even know what to do. Come on, man. I got your back, Brad. I got your back, man. I'm not sure what to say. Nobody's bothering Brad. Let's let's start. And then you drop the Warriors huddle on them. <laughs> I, uh, I can't wear a jersey anywhere. It makes me look like a random fat white dude. So like I tend to not wear a jersey. <laughs> but would I wear the hat to a jersey? Fuck yes, I would. There's a period uh, of period of my fandom, and this will surprise nobody, where I was exceptionally obnoxious. I was a huge fan of the fake high five. Like if there'd be like a sea of you know home fans, and then one opposing fan who was talking all the shit. I would take off my home shit and go up like, yeah, hell yeah, and then throw my hand down 
right when they they swung and missed, which was yeah, just an awful. asshole move. Yeah. And I'm lucky I didn't get like the shit kicked out of me a couple of times. But would I be willing to do that? Yes, I would. And I, you know, let's go. I actually got some credit. So fuck you, Maxime. Let's go to uh, let's go to Marcus. Um, would Marcus do it? Yeah, you would. You you wouldn't be demonstrative. You know, um, you might even find like an alternative hat, you know, like it's it's definitely a Warriors hat or whatever <laughs> team it is, but like it's not it's not shoving it in people's faces. You wouldn't be as much of an asshole with it, but I think you would do it. Yeah, it'd just be cold calculated, right? Like I feel like you could like get a beer thrown on you and you would just scare them away without saying anything. <laughs> I'm not giving you that much credit. I'm not, I'm not saying nobody said that from I want to make sure that was Maxine, not Brandon. I care Sanders. about dry cleaning bills. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, I see some hesitation here, man. I don't. I can't call it. I can't call it. I don't think. Uh, nah, you got to, man. All you guys, come on, just a hat. It's not that bad. It's not like you go to Philadelphia every day. You can go to Staples Center or Crypto.com Arena. Nobody's going to bother you in L.A. Ain't even paying attention to the game at the time. All right. The answer is absolutely. And I did it a lot. I lived in Chicago for seven winters. Thank you. Um, And I wore the uh, yellow warrior shirts from the playoff runs. Um, Every game wore to, you know, right off of Madison to – the um, stadium, so I represent there, and then I also wore A's gear to um, White Sox games in Chicago. Might have been dangerous. White Sox or a Cubs fan, and um, you know went there to the American League game and represented there. That one was a little dicier than than the Bulls game. Yeah, the South, South Side, no joke, Marcus. Yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, this this is getting a little closer to the Philadelphia. We'll boo Santa Claus type of fan base, but you know. <laughs> Were there more fans, Ace fans, at that White Sox game than there are normally at the Coliseum? Or uh, <laughs> yeah, and my brother, brother. So yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Boom. That's two. Maxine, that leaves you. I think that like the way that this has gone out has added a ton of pressure to you because now like the idea is like, oh, of course, you have to do it. You'd be a puss if you did not. I don't think you would okay. do it, Maxine. I don't think that's who you are. Wow. I, I think you'd be fine. Maxine, you know? Max, Maxine, you wear the Silicon Valley uh, I don't Silicon think Valley starter kit, man. I don't think Maxine would be afraid right. at all. I think he'd be fine if he had to do it, but I, I don't. I don't think he would go in with that kind of smoke. I don't think you'd want to say fuck you to everybody. Um, and so maybe like you'd have a shirt, but it'd be underneath a jacket, like something like that. It wouldn't be as aggressive as yep, fuck everybody. I'm, I'm here to root for my team. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you. This is a proud card-carrying member of the Tree Climbing Society, so I think <laughs> that lightly. You represent loud and proud in, in opposing stadiums if you got that card in your wallet. I mean, do you know something about the international tree climbing fucking crew that I don't? Like, I, are they, I, do they I don't know anything about that. That's wild. <laughs> Not to be trifled with. That's, that's next know. level. I can say. <laughs> next level what? I, I don't, don't even want to know. Bonte, you, so you've just learned a new piece of information yeah. about Maxime. I, I'm sure you're still digesting that. Yeah, you know, not a, I, I think Maxime is one of those guys who just goes to the game. He'll wear like a, a, a hat from his – what color did you go to, Maxie? Berkeley, UC Berkeley. So you wear like a cow, little like dad hat. He'd have like one of those button-ups with all kind of little designs looking like a substitute teacher with the Patagonia <laughs> vest. He's, there's no chance he's rocking his Warriors gear. 
had a new way arena. He's going to look incognito as like, oh, I'm just a fan of the game. There will be there will be minimal cheering. There will be smiles because he's like, oh, this is great basketball. It's awesome. Yeah, there's no chance. No chance. No chance. Who said he'd be a fan of the game? Like, you just have a shirt that said basketball. Hey, Swish. Oh, that was slam dunk. How cool. Curry, that guy's pretty good, right? Yeah, no, he's got the Silicon Valley starter kit written all over him. Patagonia vest, buttoned up with the cow dad hat. There's some khakis, dude. Now, he had the tennis shoes, probably some new Valentines. Nothing wrong with some NBs. Nothing wrong with them. <laughs> We missed you, Bonte. Maxime, the pressure's on. Yeah, What's the right. answer? I mean, the pre- the tears are coming. I like, hey, I'm on. I'm on the. That was rough, man. I saw the Silicon Valley starter kit. To be clear, I mean, I actually have t- a tremendous respect for New Balance. I don't own a pair of New Balance. Um, and fuck yes, I'm wearing my shit to any opposing arena. Are you kidding me? First of all, I bought it, so you gotta, you know, it's like this is my only opportunity to wear it. The, the, the only question is amount. Right. So, yeah, if somebody's going to be heckling me in an opposing stadium, I'm pulling out my international tree card association card and they're going to be like, oh, my bad. I'll step back. But if, if I'm with if I'm if I'm by myself, I'm probably wearing less gear, but I'm not wearing no gear. And if I got one other person with me, you know, because sometimes I'm like, I got a beer in my mouth or something and I can't just trash talk back immediately. So I need a tag team approach, you know, um, and that's where I'll be like decked out head to toe. But yeah, no, you got to you got to. Here's my favorite part of that response. Tremendous respect <laughs> for New Balance. I didn't think we'd be hearing that in yes. any place anywhere. And I got love for New Balance too. USA, we all have tremendous Listen. respect for New Balance. It's fucking New Balance. It's, it's a great dad shoe. It's a great dad shoe. Well, and to be fair, he had to wear a roller gear when nobody thought he was Nick Wright. You know, like you'd have to stand out. Like if I was oh, Nick Wright, I'd be wearing the yeah, Warriors gear. Hey, There's no I, way. You do, hey man, yeah, you, Maxi, you got to do something, man. You can't be looking like Nick Wrong all the time, man. Uh, Come on, man, Nick Wrong. Nick Wrong getting owned by Chris Broussard. When you get owned by Chris Broussard, that's when you need to take a pay cut at Fox Sports. Like, yo, here's 50%. Like, I don't deserve all this money, man. Chris Broussard just dominated me. Like, Chris Broussard. You know what I'm saying? I was our insider for 15 years ago. All right, I love Chris Broussard. He's a good dude. Unnecessary shame. But Maxi, dude, we got to come on, man. I, I thought the low point was going to be you saying that I had a Silicon Valley starter kit. And then, wow, we we managed to go lower. This <laughs> oh, is God. the worst day of my life. Kill me. I don't hey, know. That's, 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 Maxi, I got love for you, dog. <laughs> this is incredible. I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy. This is ridiculous, man. I, I, just, I ruined the whole damn podcast. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> the high point. We've hit the high point of the huddle. That's it. You know, in fact, yeah. we, you know, th- this is our final episode. We're never going to reach a <laughs> better moment than this. So here we are. Uh, He's going to send us a text after and be like, that was the best episode we've ever fuck, had. Why am I going to wait? Do you guys have your phone out right now? I'll send that shit to you. I'm a pair of New Balances just to commemorate this show. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, that's funny. Bonte, I know that you have childcare responsibilities, dude. Most yeah. important thing you can possibly have. So let me say it this way. We missed you, man. We miss you. Um, I, miss I you fucking guys. use yeah, this phrase too often, you know, and I'll, I'll say it officially. Favorite guest, dude. You are you are a favorite guest on this. We go way back with you. It is great to have you back. Oh. And uh, I am sure that people who are listening share our admiration for people who need more Bonte Hill in their life. Where do they go? <laughs> oh. Again, I say this every single time on the world, so don't follow at your own risk. At Bonte Hill, 95.7 The Game, at Bonte Hill. Uh, you see the threads. It's it's a little wild right now for your boy. I'm either called a clown or a king. You know, it's no in between. So uh, follow at your own risk. Ooh, that was a bar right there, too, right? 
Hurdle's look at it. Uh, listen, man, follow me there. I've always been a big fan of the Royals Huddle, man. You guys have always been good to me. I try to return the favor. Uh, I know things are a little tougher now with two gigs and, and the child or whatnot, but we'll make it happen sooner rather than later and uh, at least once or twice before the season's over, no doubt about that. And hopefully the season is extended and we'll do more podcasts, but it's always good to be back on the Royals Huddle. You know, you guys, uh, I love you guys, man. I always rock with you, and you guys rock with me. So, yeah. the uh, the love is mutual. Um, and I mean, if if you need a Silicon Valley starter set, I got a guy who can hook you up. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll figure that out. Yeah, um, yeah but for us, huh. you want to let us know we did a good job, bad job, any job. You can shoot us an email to huddle at warriorshuddle.com. And uh, our lone presence on social media, although that's about to change, at least for right now, is only on Twitter. There we are at Warriors Huddle. With that in mind, go Warriors! Hopefully, we'll see you real soon. Good, good. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.